Welcome to Following Jesus in Nursing, a podcast for nurses and students produced by InterVarsity's Nurses Christian Fellowship. I'm your host, Lara K. Kaiser, and together we'll be inspired by our guests' stories, tackle big questions with experts in the field, and walk together in following Jesus at the intersection of faith and nursing. So I think that would be my message to nurses to say, you know what, don't get tired of doing the good thing that God called you to do. Find the strength in Him and allow yourself that leading empowerment as a believer and keep pushing through because you could do that. You could do that with God's help. And uh, that attitude matters. And that attitude come from what we believe. In the last episode, you heard the first half of my conversation with Dr. Santhony Rajamohan, who shared her own stories of developing resilience through hardship. And we learned her four pillars of resilience, relationship, exercise, self-compassion, and trusting God's timing. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly recommend going back to listen before continuing this episode. Today, we'll hear more about self-leadership and what it takes to actually lead oneself through these pillars of resilience. Listen in. So what about the opposite end? Those who don't have power to change the big pieces, um, they, I mean, they still have agency over their own choices, though, and, and power to influence and impact their coworkers and colleagues alongside them, their peers. So these might be bedside nurses or students. What's one step that they can take in building resiliency for themselves? You know, this is a loaded question, um, <laughs> Lara, and I hope uh, there was time for me to kind of go into a bit details about this, because this is what was the driving factor for me developing this. This framework rest is more of a self-leadership model. So let me explain that a little bit. What does self-leadership even mean, right? What does it mean to lead ourselves? So we'll get into that, but it is something you can learn Uh, because waiting for somebody to lead you is one thing. And we need to have system in place that are supportive to support our nurses. I am not um, saying that's not the case. That is separate, right? The organizational support must be there. But then when it's missing, What is that we need to do that's within our power to keep moving? That is what I needed to live through and learn through in my life, where I'm very passionate about the self-leadership topic. And in order to do that, I need to be aware of my own emotional needs, right? Without that, you know, you can't really uh, become emotionally uh, strong. So ignoring things isn't going to help us at all. So becoming intentional to move from a victim mentality to victor, even when we are victimized, we need to become more intentional working through them because somebody's victimizing me. I cannot stay in that space because then I lose the energies to move forward. So the scripture 1 John 5, 4 talk about how, you know, God already overcome the world, right? He already got the victory over the world. So we need to claim that victory and shift my thinking towards that victor. You know, so for me, what it means to lead myself is knowing that my capacity that 
God-given capacity to deal with temptation is already there. God is going to give me what I need to go through that. None of what I'm going through was a surprise to God. Even though things were hard, I just couldn't believe I was facing some of the hardship. I know it wasn't a surprise to God. And I have another theory. It's about when we go through them and know that there's a hardship that I need to work through, I can do that with God's help. It's a compliment from God because God is trusting me, right? That I can handle this hardship with him. So that something I developed early on in my college life. Okay, God, like I'm failing this, but <laughs> most of the nursing courses were very difficult for me. So I was barely passing them. So when I had one failure, I'm like, God, you know, you brought me here. You chose my family to come to this country, and I know I can't be a failure. You know, I have to shift my thinking. What do I learn from this? What can I do differently going forward? So all that to say, that was a, a good lesson for me to like reflect on, came with the price. You know, all these painful lessons is what moved me forward. And um, I also have to understand it's not so unique to me. Life challenges happen to everyone, right? You're hearing my story, but there are a lot of stories out there. Our students have stories, our nurses have stories. And I also learned it's okay to fit out. Uh, no matter where I go in life, look, I look different, I talk different. Uh, Sometimes I dress different, right? So why do I have to feel the need to fit in? Like, where did that even come from? So mm -hmm. I learned it's okay to fit out as long as I am pursuing God's purpose. So that gave me confidence in him to keep moving his work forward. He forgives and restores relationships. So the abuses I was telling you about, I needed to learn how to forgive them. So I can maybe talk about later about my favorite book, Job, and, and the lesson I learned from that. Um, and he also uses all the detours in my life to fulfill his purpose because he knows, um, you know, that he called me for a purpose. I know that and he's going to make it all work, even if I feel like, my goodness, that didn't go the way I wanted. I just have to trust that he's going to get me through. Right. And I need to model Christ and represent him no matter where I show up. Right. That's work in progress for all of us. And I can also walk in victory when I persevere in faith and God's grace. Um because he's faithful and he'll never forsake me, right? I'm never alone when I have uh, this kind of a faith and, um, you know, calling in my life. Um, so in that, I also have to ask myself, how would I rate my relationship with myself? So for you, how would you rate your relationship with yourself, right? What would you say to yourself? Uh, you know, how are you getting alone? Uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 is the best way possible and one is not so good. And then if you are not rating yourself highly, but if I asked you, how are you getting along with your friend? You may say, well, nine out of 10. Well, why is that discrepancy? Why do we treat our friends much more kinder than sometimes the kindness that we need to show towards ourselves, especially when we uh, make some mistakes or uh, do things that didn't go the way um, it needed to go. You know, I think uh, the scripture, um, everybody knows about loving yourself like you would love others, right? 
we can only love others if we love ourselves. It's not a selfish thing. It's really what God commands us to do. So we need to really think about what does that loving ourselves mean scripturally, you know, because we are called to be um, God's temple. We are his temple. So caring for all aspect of that matters, right? And then considering these um, abuses, Rom- Romans 12, 19 talk about, you know, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. It's not my job to do something back to someone because they were mean to me or whatever the case may be. That is so hard, surrendering that to God. And uh, I think when I got to a point in my life and I was able to do that, that's what I got the freedom to feel that peace that can only come from God, right? So uh, if I could do that, I know anyone can do that because God is not respecter of people, right? He he treats all of us the same. Um, so that really matters uh, when you're talking about relationship with ourselves and who we are, how God called us to be, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when we are talking about caring for God's temple daily, that's ourself, that also call for purity of heart, mind, soul, living a holy life. What does that mean? And also, it is a divine responsibility to take care of our body and mind and spirit, right? So if we respect God and know that we are created in his image, caring for ourselves is not optional, is mandatory. So when I, I had to remind that often, right? Because we, I know it doesn't mean I'm perfectly doing that. I just have to say, okay, I need to go to bed because my brain needs the sleep so it can think better, right? So um, I hope, um, you know, that, perspective can be helpful to the listeners and then appreciating the season we go through sometimes some seasons are much longer especially when you're going through a hard time but we know nothing lasts forever everything has time you know we know from the scripture that there's a season for everything and you know we know from Matthew 6 26 where it talks about God take care of the birds of the air, how much more valuable we are to God, right? Just claiming that. And when I try to uh, think about things that I have no control over or worry about things, I I have to remind myself, no, God cares about the birds and I'm much more important to him than that, right? So that that always encouraged me uh, to just uh, have that. So we have to decide how are we encouraging ourselves because that is another thing in addition to finding hope in life, which for me, um, hope comes from God, knowing that, um, you know, his purpose um, is everlasting, even though I'm not sensing him all the time. And then how do I encourage myself? So knowing the scripture, using the scripture could help us to, um, you know, uh, have that confidence and also to know do we have time built in for ourselves? I have everything else on the calendar. Do I, do I have me time? So that's something I try to bring it to my student too. Do you have your time scheduled, whether that's exercise or taking a break a daily? Where is me time built in, right? We are not intentional. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, hopefully that helps to frame um where we need to be in order to lead ourselves, and then 
developing that confidence in God, right? Embracing the life God given us because of his purpose. And oftentimes I know the struggles come from when students compare themselves for others. I think that is the hardest thing for some of us to work through, but we also have to understand Comparing ourselves to others is not a fair comparison at all because we don't know what people have gone through. I love what Dr. John Maxwell said. He said the fair comparison is that you compare yourself to your previous self. Mm -hmm. So I need to compare myself today to how I was yesterday, last month, last year. Am I doing better? Am I developing myself? Right? So that is what need to happen when our mind is tempting to compare ourselves to so-and-so and then feeling bad about like, oh, I'm not able to do that. I know that's a difficult topic for this generation, younger generation, looking at um, all the social media platform when people are posting things and, you know, no wonder mental health challenges are on the rise for our younger people to work through. Uh, so I think for all of that to, you know, become more meaningful for people's life is uh, to really examine how am I holding myself? How do I feel about myself when I know that God has a specific purpose and he created me in his image? Why do I doubt that? So working through that personal relationship with God is going to be a key especially for those believers that are struggling, right? And then maybe I'll uh, share the scripture where um, Matthew 17, 20 talks about, Jesus said, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed and nothing shall be impossible unto you. I mean, that's talking about having mustard seed amount of faith. So how much faith can we have and to claim that promises to be able to persevere through our challenges, right? So anyhow, I, I hope that's helpful. And also, you know, to have record of uh, God's track record. How did he got us through life in the past, right? God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So even encouraging us and reminding us is very, very important, right? And um, he can give us the strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. That's also one of my favorite verses, Philippians 4.13. And um, not to get tired of doing good. You know, Galatians 6, 9 talks about not to get weary. So I think that would be my message to nurses to say, you know what, don't get tired of doing the good thing that God called you to do. Find the strength in him and allow yourself that leading empowerment as a believer and keep pushing through because you could do that. You can do that with God's help and uh, that attitude matters. And that attitude come from what we believe. What we believe is shaped by who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I love that. 
just as you were talking, I was thinking about a book. I think it's called Be Kind to Yourself. I'll put it in the show notes. It just talks about what you were saying of like, it's so important to have that self-talk, that uh, perspective on ourselves of kindness. So I found myself imagining my mom's voice. My mom is such a wonderful, kind, nurturing person. So like when I do something wrong, I just say, it's okay, honey. (laughs) And, you know, it's okay. You did the best that you knew how to do. That's uh, something another friend of mine says to me, like you did the best you knew how to do with the information you had at the time. And so I try to tell myself that a lot, uh, you know, to have have grace with myself. Absolutely. Um, you know what? It is hard when you're dealing with um, people that are difficult. So for nurses, I mean, the patients can be very challenging at times, right? So how do we deal with difficult people? That's something, you know, when I was going through some of these life challenges, I wonder why someone is being this um, toxic or difficult, what I learned is they are reacting to something they're going through. Mm -hmm. So learning not to take it personally is a journey, right? So I would say like that is where the emotional regulation comes in for nurses not to take it personally. It's not them. It's just the patient is going through a tough time. And I love this quote from Carl Jung, who's a Swiss uh, psychiatrist. He said, Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. So when someone is bothering me, even though they may be doing something wrong, including my spouse at time, I have to say, like, what is that telling me? Am I impatient? Oh, my children, right? What is that really teaching me? So to better understand others, we have to better understand ourselves. And the question to ask is not what is wrong with this person who's being mean <laughs> or difficult. Instead, what is this irritation telling me about myself? What can I learn more, right? I know that may seem pretty simple, but if we start to ask that question, it's going to help us to develop more of who we need to become, mm-hmm. right? So I think that is important. And I may now share about Job's story. This is one of my favorite books because I lived through so many hardships in life and starting all over, uh, coming to Canada with a suitcase full of clothes. And um, we didn't have a lot to go by, right? So I needed to find a book from the Bible that kind of spoke to me. So when Job lost everything, right? I felt like I was there when I started my life in Canada. Uh, I don't know, nearly 30 years ago. But you know what the powerful story for me lately I realized from Book of Job is the forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is not something that we're going to have the abusers come and say, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. That may never happen. But Mm -hmm. Job 40 to 10, where God actually told Job to forgive his friends. Remember, he had three friends that came, sat with him for seven days, didn't say a word, right? Those time, it was very therapeutic. Job felt comforted knowing that, you know, his friends traveled far to be there with him and he's going through this hard time. But then as soon as they start to talk, they were like trying to come up with reason why he's suffering in life, right? 
So, you know, that time, you know, the fact that God didn't say to Job's friends and say, go ask forgiveness from Job. He literally tell Job, you need to repent and uh, forgive your friends. So Job did that. That is when God gave uh, everything back, right? So I desire in my life to be the first one to forgive and let go. It is difficult. It is not easy at all. But if I don't do that, then I will lose the peace God gives me daily. So I just want to feel that freedom daily in him that can move me forward and not hold me back from the other things God called me to do. So, you know, Job did not react and lose his faith, but he remained faithful. So that is truly what I'm desiring. And I would encourage our um, listeners too, you know, what is your desire to do in life, right? Um, and then the other thing to also be sensitive is to know that we are controlled by the Holy Spirit not by our emotion, even though it's easy as human to just react to, especially negative emotions, right? Um, but even when you do that, it's okay. Show yourself kindness and and then come back and say, God, is this truly how I need to be led? So being, that, uh, being aware of those uh, feelings is important, right? You know, I cry out to God all the time. That is the way that I release my emotion to him. And then I usually feel pretty well afterwards. Sometimes it goes on for 20 minutes, depending what kind of experience I'm having in life. But that just gives you total peace when you pray and cry and surrender all to God and say, God, lead me. I don't know where to go from here. I don't know whether I want to go back to work tomorrow. That may be some of the nurses saying. But you know what? Communicate that with God. He listens, you know, even though he knows when we verbalize that, right? that helps. Um, and I also want to make sure that I do uh, say something about emotional suppression. You know, I don't want to make it sound like it's so easy to do. It's not. Sometimes emotional suppression is needed, especially when someone is going through some traumatic event, uh, physical, emotional, or sexual abuse. Um, those victims, they definitely need to have that as a survival mechanism. It's called self-preservation. They probably need uh, professional help, long-term therapy to get better and do better in life. And that is so critical that they seek help. And um, there are a lot of programs like Healing Journey program that may be available through faith community. But I'm in general talking about those without any of the history of, um, you know, emotional uh, trauma background to know, to be aware of your own feeling so that you can regulate your emotions um, moment by moment so that you can be there and become that better version God call you to be to serve patients or your students, whatever the case may be. Um, hopefully that helps to answer your question about how do we lead ourselves. So, uh, you know, I would say that to nurses and students, um, find that uh, journey. It's going to look different for everyone, right? What does that mean to lead yourself forward in faith uh, and in peace so that you can fulfill your calling? 
Thank you so much. Anything else that we'd like to share that we didn't get to yet? I just want to maybe highlight something about self-compassion because that is the difficult part for, you know, nurses or students because uh, you get wrapped up in the busyness of what you have to do and we don't take time to care for God's temple, even though we know it's our divine responsibility. Because here is what science tells us. When we are self-compassionate, you know, it is really helpful for us to have uh, depression that is lower, anxiety that's less, stress that is less. So greater self-compassion is connected to or correlated to lower level of depression, anxiety, and stress. And uh, self-compassion is also an important predictor of well-being and resilience. So it is important that we figure out why we are having difficulty caring for ourselves. I, I like Proverbs 4.23, where it talks about guard your heart about all else, for it determine the course of your life. So what we allow in our heart and mind matters, right? How we uh, need to determine how to care for ourselves. And um, not only that, there are a lot more research about self-compassion. When you're self-compassionate, you're more likely to be motivated. So if you want to be motivated to do something or get something done, we need to care for ourselves, show compassion. We work harder. We are not afraid to go out of our comfort zone. We are willing to take some risk and try new things. We procrastinate less. I like that. You know, anytime I don't want to do something, I always ask, well, am I really being caring towards myself. Why am I pushing this back? Like, why can't I just take care of it, right? Sometimes having self-conversation and self-talk is really therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're self-compassionate, you're also more proactive. Um, there's also evidence when you're self-compassionate, you recover more easily from divorce. I thought that that's an interesting finding. Not only that, you also will have ability to deal with chronic pain and disease. So there are a lot more um, benefit to caring for ourselves, And there are three components to self-compassion as mindfulness, self-kindness, and a common humanity. Let me just take a quick second to explain that. Mindfulness is having a balanced perspective on situation. You know, not to say, oh my goodness, it's all my mistake. But, but to take it back and say, you know what? No. That can happen to anyone. So being mindful of that. And then self-kindness, taking an active role to do something kind for yourself, right? It takes intentionality. It doesn't come easily. So we have to train ourselves to do that. And then common humanity is understanding that whatever it is that we are going through, this is part of human condition, right? We are never alone. It's not unique to us. I'm sure someone else is also experiencing that. And um, don't let, let uh, you know, don't you know that you yourself are God's temple? I think I already talked about that. First Corinthians, you know, tells us that we are temple of God. And then I'm not sure you know Eleanor Brown. I like her. Uh, some quotes, she talks about uh, rest and self-care, how they are important. But when you take time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow, not from emptiness, right? 
So we are called to serve others from overflow, not from empty cups. So all that to say, you know, when we get to that self-compassionate, difficult situation that we are not able to show compassion, we need to remind ourselves, I'm kidding myself if I could just go without, you know, taking care of myself because I need to know how to charge my own battery, right? So that I can be uh, brighter to care for others, right? Uh, we need to shine brighter so that others can see the brightness and really glorify God and not to feel like, oh my goodness, look, uh, she's dragging. Like what's wrong with her, right? Like we people, students senses. Patient sensitiveness when they're not, you know, really caring for themselves. So that is not how we want a role model, right? So it needs mm. to become a priority for us. And then, you know what? Totally trusting God. Um, I didn't understand. I lost my sister to brain cancer a couple of years ago. And I ended up caring for her here um, for 18 months. And uh, she was in an abusive um, relationship. I didn't know. So Without that diagnosis, she wouldn't have left that environment. I didn't understand. I didn't know why things were happening and why she ended up passing. And I know she's in a better place with God, but trusting God's timing, you know, sometimes can be challenging. It depends what you're experiencing. But knowing that with faith, we can overcome anything. You know, I just have to hold on to that as difficult it was, you know, what went well. You know, I, I had to come to that understanding, you know what, if she didn't come, maybe the two and a half years she stayed alive wouldn't have happened because she wouldn't have been able to go through chemo radiation. So even in that difficult situation, finding something to be grateful for uh, was important to me. And um, because of her moving, her kids were able to get out and just now have a better life from that situation. So wow. all that to say, you know, what did I learn from all of that? And how do I now become a teacher? Because God allowed these painful experiences to taught me something. So why I'm passionate about my work is I don't want others to go through the painful lived experience like I have, right? I never thought I would become a writer. English is not even my first language, right? So once I wrote my first article, I think it was Journal of Christian Nursing. And when they accepted it, I thought, God, like I could actually do this. So writing became more of me sharing my message with more people, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to rethink what I even think about being an author or speaker. You know, it's not that I want... Uh, glory for my name like who am I I'm nothing if God hasn't taught me these lessons now that I learned this last lessons and uh, I'm now really responsible sharing them to whoever is willing to listen and be encouraged right so um I am continually being transformed, right? My learn, my journey continues. I have not arrived, but I have much more lesson I would love to share um, with those uh, who are willing to listen and maybe be encouraged, right? And I want to bring my concluding thoughts to that message of rest. So for me, what does it mean to enter God's rest? 
you know, we really have to reflect on how to rest our soul, right? Remember I told you rest means peace for me. Um, and obviously Jesus invites us to come into him to receive his rest, right? So if people haven't accepted his invitation, uh, then it may be difficult for them to relate to what I'm saying. But these are for believers, I could encourage and say, finding that way to rest in um, him is so important. And to go back to that, um, you know, uh, struggle sometimes we have is not um, relying on the scripture, but to try to rely on our own understanding. That doesn't work, right? So all that to say, I just want to go back to the rest um, question. It's not so much we are always able to get away from something to feel that rest, but we need to learn how to rest in everything we are doing, right? How do I feel rest in the work? How do I feel rest right now when you are asking me question and I'm sharing? You know, I'm at rest. I'm at peace because I'm doing something I'm passionate about. But sometimes people don't have time to get away, right? So mm -hmm. how do we find that rest in everything we are doing? Because when our soul is at rest, it allows transforming, life-transforming confidence. So I would just encourage students, nurses to know, like, how do I find that rest in everything I'm doing? And I don't think you can get to that place uh, without having personal relationship with Jesus. And um, Joshua 1.9 is another favorite scripture of mine. Uh, it says, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever you go, right? So no matter wherever you go, sometime, you know what, nurses may need to leave an abusive environment if they're not able to find the strength to lead themselves. So this is not a message for people to stay in an abusive environment, not at all. But you'll know what your limits are. See, for me, I stayed in a situation for almost four, four years because um, I made a commitment to continue to grow in the Lord. And when I prayed about it, God did not give me um, peace about leaving. So I'm so glad as hard as it was, I stayed because that made me who I am today. You know, to be able to be intentional to forgive and to go beyond your comfort zone to do something nice for your abuser and then to invite and uh, even uh, edify them in a way that uh, God just move you, right? When God is with you, you can do much more thing than you can ever imagine. So I would have missed all that opportunity if I would have just left, uh, taken the easiest route. But that may not be the journey for everyone, right? So I want to be sensitive to that and to let my audience know that there is no single pathway. This rest framework is so dear and near to my heart because this is part of my testimony and my lived journey then yes, we have science to support all the components of rest, but you're unique and God has a unique purpose and plan for you. And you have to reflect on what that is and to uh, 
allow God to transform you through whatever challenges you're going through. So I just want to make sure that message is clear, as well as some of the things that helped me. Um, you know, one of the fun facts, I think you asked me about that, uh, maybe in, in writing, uh, I like birds, especially mm -hmm. eagle is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And you can Google eagle and learn all the lessons, especially leadership lesson and God even compare himself to eagles. So there's so much about that. You can um, really learn and be encouraged. Eagle actually rise above storm. You know, when storm comes, all the birds go and hide, but eagle rise above and look down. So in order to have that kind of an attitude, we definitely have to study eagle. But I also want to have a visual image. So for me, going through school, I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to get to graduation, right? So that got me through to school, you know, and then uh, I also now, I'm not no longer in school. Hopefully, I don't have to ever go back to school. I hope not. I'm too old for that. You know, I want God to say, uh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord, right? Matthew 25, 21. And I want to have that complete surrender to God and to see and recognize the path to peace so that that becomes my daily motivation, right? Because I develop a model, I talked about it, I published on it, doesn't mean I have arrived. God definitely bring me opportunity to truly live my model and to know like, how do I keep going with that? And how can I really bring that encouragement and empowerment to others? So I hope that's um, helpful. And whatever that visual image that you need to have, like think about that, right? And I love this um, armor of God um, that comes from Ephesians, you know, putting the full armor of God. So I, you know, if you're a male, you can think about like, having all these gadget, you know, think about how that looks like, you know, for me, start the day with prayer, you know, on your knees, asking God to help you. He will, he will come through. So I hope that's um, helpful in a way that uh, coming up with something to visualize, to go after can be an encouragement. And then even printing that um, the first two years of um, COVID, I had the word surrender, uh, as my visionary word, because it took me two years to kind of get to <laughs> work through that because I, I wasn't very good about surrendering right away. Um, so whatever that is, um, to come up with the word or phrase that can remind us to uh, move us forward. Thank you so much. This was just a remarkable conversation. I appreciate you so much, Dr. Rajamohan. I think that you're just an incredible person. I'm so grateful for the, all the ways that you've persevered in your life and your willingness to share this message and your stories with people. Our listeners are going to be so blessed to hear this. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You know, more glory to God. Without him, I wouldn't be here to share this message. So I'm grateful to him and grateful to you for reaching out. And I hope this uh, becomes an encouragement to those who are listening. So thank you, Lara.
there were just dozens of nuggets of wisdom in this episode, so I'm just going to paraphrase and reiterate some of the blessings that our guest has spoken over us today. In Christ, you are free to fit out instead of forcing yourself to fit in. You are free to choose a victor mentality instead of a victim mentality. Be kind to yourself. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are free to forgive and release your hurt and anger because vengeance belongs to the Lord. God has gotten you through tough things in the past and he will do so again. Amen. Thanks for listening and don't forget to check out NCF membership at ncf-jcn.org and get $10 off with the coupon code FOLLOWING. Hey, thanks for joining us for another inspiring episode of Following Jesus in Nursing. We hope you've been encouraged and equipped in integrating your faith with your nursing practice. Be sure to check out our show notes for info about connecting with Nurses Christian Fellowship as well as links and resources mentioned in today's episode. And remember, as you go about your work as a nurse, you are not alone. Jesus is right there with you, guiding your steps and using you to bring healing to those in need. Thanks for listening to Following Jesus in Nursing, and may your faith continue to be a light in the